This is a Taming the Ferrets experience. Hey Tony, what have you been doing these days? I mean, I was cruising down um, Tocha Street the other day and I saw this really cool surfy logo and I thought, oh, that, that's interesting, but it was tradies. And I was on my way to an event to do with wine and gin and spirits sippers. I've been to a couple. What? Thought, is that an event? Yeah. And I thought, this is really cool. It was like a wine club and it just conveniently was the person running the event and the surf club type tradie sign that I saw where a couple talking about the event said, man, you guys have got a cool story. Let's get you on the podcast. And they've got heaps of businesses, little people, looking after little people, new to the region, and thriving. They are taming the ferrets. You spend the money to just be a little bit better, you know? You don't have to be the best, but just be better than the next guy. You know, if someone turns up in a Toyota Corolla and you turn up with a jacked up Hilux, there's gonna people are gonna differentiate straight away. You know, they're gonna see, oh, you know, maybe this guy does it a bit better than this guy. A collection or a group of ferrets is called a business. Taming the Ferrets shares and dissects the stories behind local businesses, the founders, entrepreneurs, leaders, influencers, figureheads, operators, and employees. This show offers key insights, tips, tricks, hacks, and breakthrough moments, and the stories of who these people are, why they do what they do, and where they do it. Tune in to hear the stories behind local businesses, local people, and for all those that want to tame their own ferrets. Welcome to New Zealand's most awarding business podcast. Here we go. Hey, what have we got here? We've got something unusual today. We've got a husband and wife. Talk about taming the ferrets. We've got Anthony and Samantha in the room. Hey, guys. Hey. <laughs> you guys have got a few businesses and you've got little people as well. And so that would suggest you've got heaps of taming of ferrets required. Yeah, heaps of stress too. Heaps of stress? Heaps of stress, yeah. That's exactly what it is. Stress at work, stress at home. Uh, so, yeah, stress comes from a place of not being in control. I think you guys are in control because you're setting up and you're looking for more and more opportunities. A little bit of background about your business and where you're from and who you are. So firstly, who would like to talk? Well, let's just right, right back to the beginning. How did you guys meet? Oh, well, we have been together about 15 years now. <laughs> oh, cool. So I went to boarding school and then you went to Hamilton Boys. I went to Hamilton Girls. Same friend group, but we've been together like 15 bloody years. So we've grown up together. Gorgeous. Have you been overseas? Done your OE? Yeah, well, we lived in Oz for eight years. And then um, decided to come back to um, New Zealand and start again. That was the um, turning point, I suppose. And now all the tradies are going back to Aussie. Yeah, that's What's right. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, well, it, I said, I was a math labour gets in. I was just like, we're packing up, moving back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that, was a, that was a conversation. Yeah. yeah. I was, was just the turning point. More money, more bloody money, sunshine. More yes. Sunshine. Yeah, I don't know, but more money. There's definitely money here now. Everything seems to be comparable to Australia and the trade world compared to what we had back there. But the opportunities are just greater here, you know, and the complaints are less. You know, it's clients are easy, everything's signed deals, you know, there's never a backtrack on it or you try to squeeze you out of money down the it's track. There's a lot of competition in this tradie business, particularly oh. in a small town. Yeah, massive. Like Tauranga. Massive, yeah. Yeah, Tauranga's a um yeah, it's an expanding city. And we've luckily we've stayed away from doing that group home sort of builder stuff, primarily because you now look how it is now. You know, they're not selling the house. So what is the name of your business and how many businesses do you have and how's so, it structured? Yeah, so yeah, we've got Comelec Group is our is our umbrella company. And then we've got the Chill Tradies, which we're pushing heavily on now. And yeah, we've got Bay Air, all our heat pumps, so on and so on. We've got Rent Air, we've got another one, we're welcome home. Five. Yeah, we all sorts. We've got also we've got a construction company as well called um, Envy Construction. And yeah, that's... I didn't even know that one, 
you got to keep progressing. You know, we've got to move with the times. You know, when something slows down, especially in the heat pump game, you know, everyone's trying to do it. So we're doing more commercial heat pumps than we are doing residential stuff. Residential stuff is good. We've got the warmer Kiwi home instead of Bay of Plenty, which we'll secure for the second year or we'll push into the third year next year. But we always got to be looking at when stuff isn't available locally what else can we do you know if you want to have a large employment employment stuff stuff's going to slow down we've got to have like plan a plan yeah. b plan c and it, it just does it all the way back up plan for the plan backup plan yeah so how do you navigate one certain economic times because that's what you're doing you're talking about diversifying you're talking about having a vertical operation where you can add value yeah all the way through and so that's what you're using or preparing for with respect to tough trading yes in the yeah, future. Yeah, yeah and that's like a, you're just rolling with it you know, or when you decide, like, I want to push more on this business, you push more on that, you pull back on the other business, you know, and that business suffers, but it's your business. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, so as long as there's money coming in and everyone's getting paid, everyone's happy. And then when one business is quiet, mm. one's busy. So sometimes it goes tits up and everything's chaos. And then sometimes it just works perfectly. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just flows. <laughs> so multiple businesses, obviously, huge young people and kids and everything else like that. Just wanted to, how do you start these a business? Why do you start these as a cost? You see opportunities, you see a gap in the market, because most of the businesses that you've got complementary. We'll get onto the names and how you come up with the names. Our chilled tradies, that's cool. I expect to see a whole lot of people either chilled, relaxed guys on the website, no stress. You started saying you were stressed out, but you're supposed to be chilled, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or is that at three o'clock after all the beers sit there and now we're chilled exactly out? Exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's one beer away. <laughs> it's always, beer, always one beer away. One beer away and then it goes out the window. Yeah, like originally we came back and started the Comelec Group, which was commercial electrical, is what it was, commercial electrical communications. But we were naive when we came back, very naive, I think. Mm. We came back and thought we would just do what he was doing in Oz, in the commercial sector. But that's we, quite important when we starting business. We thought we could business. just do that. Yeah, yeah. You but don't then, want to have known how difficult it is. Yeah, and worked yeah. worked your way right to the end, otherwise you wouldn't have started it. Yeah, yeah. But then we realised that we kind of stepped probably 10 years back in time yeah. and that New Zealanders have an old school value, which is cool from a parent's point of view, but from a business point of view, here to start fresh and then learn how to build people's trust before they would even use them, regardless of how good he was, how much he knew, his coding system, his history. It was an old mate and they hadn't had a beer with him. They didn't want to use him. So then all of a sudden we had to turn our whole concept of business like, ah, crap, so how are we going to do this? And then we had to just do the same thing, but go around in a different way and readapt it and make marketing a little bit more friendly. Yeah. Aye. Yeah. So commercial electrical, you're trading as you got chill tradies. What trade are you actually qualified or qualified for in electrical? So you qualified then, electrical. Yeah, and then moved into the refrigeration side of it too. So yeah, yeah it makes it um makes it easy, especially your quoting side of it, tendering side for yeah. other trades as well, because you've been in the same game as them. But you you know you consider yourself you just you don't have to be the best, but you're just better than the next guy. And that seems to work, you know, especially like coming back, started like we're back in what, 2019, May 20, or March 2019, May 2019, something like that. March, 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 yeah. And then started, and then I thought, shit, I'm just going to be just a man in a van for a while, you know, like that's what I thought, I thought this will be easy, you know, it proves, but what we had back in Oz and your mindset goes back to, okay, no, we can push for those bigger jobs, I know how to do it, I know how to price them. And they had a tender for them, so I'll start going for that. So we started pushing towards that, and then you got stuck in staff, and then COVID it. Yeah, COVID. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, it was a wild time. And we were pregnant, and we found out we were pregnant. So we found out we were pregnant in January, before it had hit, the world shut down. So then we were like, brand new business owners, and the world was shutting down, eh? Mm. That was, we were like, 
And that's for the second baby. So the whole we need to put money on the table. <laughs> There's something coming. Yeah. That's amazing. If you look at 10 years of having it good, 2007, 2008, when the GFC hit, from then until now, we're looking at some people that have never experienced a downturn. Yeah, yeah. And so you've got a lot of young tradies who have got families, moved into a new house in a greenfield subdivision, bought the truck, the ute, got all the gear, and now all of a sudden, where's the work? So it's, it's interesting times that we're going into, and it's a case of saying, well, what kind of, how do you, there's a whole lot of questions that come out of that. It's firstly, the skill shortages in one, which is a contradiction because you would think with less work, there'd be more people available, but it's not the case because everyone's going over to Aussie. Is that correct? Or am I getting that wrong? Yeah, yeah. well, I think, there's, I think there's more people going over than there is coming in. You know, I think that's, that's the statistics at the moment. It's hard to hire, eh? Hard to find them. <clears throat> and that's what I was going to ask is, again, okay, you're talking about your businesses and one business can relax on one, make the other one go, depending on where the market's going to flow. What's your structure hierarchy? Have you got multiple staff or contractors across the whole range of businesses or are they employees on each individual one that go, sorry guys, you, we can't do any ekin today, but now you're now fitting gas and plumbing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, so we ramped up to we had a lot of staff last year. Last year. Started last year, we had a lot of staff. Like heaps, eh? Yeah, in the early 20s sort of staff levels and it was, it was sustainable but then you ran into everyone's yeah everyone's got an attitude and emotions and we thought we wanted a real big <clears throat> like village do you know what i mean we thought we wanted like a village like it takes a village to run a family but also as a business it's cool to have that team and you do we go all out for work do eh? but then culture isn't yeah yeah but then managing personalities and staff was yeah so you then you start hiring fun. other people to look after them and you know and it's it turns into just a babysitter you know <laughs> and that's, that's yeah. it, you know it's, it's, especially it's, young apprentices eh? yeah sad truth of it you know you got guys that think they're worth more money than they are but you know you can't nail two bits of wood together you know so you can see how as you grow that's a learning curve for you as a, as a family as it was growing business you had to increase your overhead structure with this middle management to manage people and bring in New skills that you didn't have, like HR and so on, extra admin to manage them. And you're getting off the nature of what you really want to be, which is working on the tools, doing the job for the client, delivering a quality piece of work. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And like, all right, so I really enjoy being on the tools. You know, I still do it now. And you just think, fuck, you've done it for so long. So you're like, I can do this a lot better and a lot faster than anyone else. And that's good. You know, let's keep their relationships going with the clients that we have. You know, should have burnt a lot of relationships too. You know, like, but burned a lot of bridges. Yeah. Step on a few people get up there. Jesus. Yeah. And <laughs> like we went to that high level staff and then, you know, I started, I just, I thought I can't do this anymore with the amount of issues that we're having. You know, you'd be people not turning up for work, people making mistakes, you know, people don't want to own their mistakes. You know, people just deny it. No, I didn't do that. Oh, this person told me to do it. And you're like, man, that's, that's literally not what happened. But then when each mistake literally costs and comes out of our pocket, it's a whole, all those mistakes really add up. <laughs> Mm. That gets crazy when it's in your own pocket. Yeah, and I think that's the you know that's that age group you know that early like mid twenties earlier you know that those guys that it's not their problem you know they're the mm. guys that you know they turn up to cross country and they all got a fucking medal at the end of a participation you know, but you know you're all winners today. Right. Well, you're not. If someone won, that was it. So how are you managing it now? How are you dealing with that? So we've we've pretty much revoked back to minimal staff levels now. So we've only got what are we rolling now? Six staff. That's it. Yeah, it is, it. And then everything else is subcontracted out. It is so much easier to control. Did people treat you differently on the tools because you were the owner, the business owner? Yeah, and, oh, no, that's yeah. treat Anthony different compared to everyone else. And people watch what they say or right. do. 
Yeah. Well, they don't want to, you know, they don't want to have go because you own it because you turn around and tell the fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> That's what would happen. But there's respect there as well. You know, yep. your clients that you're dealing with daily, there's respect both ways. So if there is an issue, you know it's going to be solved. So everyone's an adult. And when you're dealing with younger tradies and that, you have a go at them. Fuck, they take it personally and they're like, I can't come to work tomorrow. I'm having a mental health day. Well, their mum calls up. That's yeah. a hard one. You get these like early 20-year-olds and their mums call up and it's like, man, you guys are just so far from you it. You being mean to my son yesterday. You're like... He's not going to crack the trade world. Son is he son or your daughter? Because, <laughs> fuck, yeah, you know? And it's dealing with the generational stuff, you know? It's just it's different to how when he was an apprentice, you know? Mm. Oh, yeah. So different. Treated like shit. I mean, just out with it. You know, you turn up to work every day. Yeah. You get tougher. So, I mean, your business, you've got six staff across the businesses and you could have expanded that more if people management, if you could deal with the people, if you weren't babysitting. I'm almost thinking just talking to you, you know, uh, hi, I'm just a tradie. That girl over there, she owns the business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk to me like I'm, oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't believe that Sam girl. Oh, be one of the guys, but then you kind of yeah, and and the the confidence level in younger tradies is not there. You know, like you scared shit, you turn up and you have the biggest smile on your face. You turn up and you come into a meeting. It's like you literally leave yourself exposed. You know, that's what I'll see with a lot of people. You know, come for a job interview or something, people cross their arms. You know, that's a self protection technique. It is. You know, if you lean back in your chair, you know you got nothing to hide. He loves body language. Eh? Yeah. He always body language is, is a thing. People lean on the desk. They're, they're protecting themselves, cross their arms, you know, and then they'll have a go and they'll lean forward and you'll be like, no, what are you going to jump across the table? This isn't it. You don't need to be like that. So during COVID, which you, you mentioned, because you and you were just starting new first baby at that time. Second baby. Second baby. Pregnant with the second one, yeah. Yeah, it was the best yeah. time in the world, mate. <laughs> there was no phone calls. There was no problems. There was no emails. It was a forced holiday. Yeah. And because how many staff did you have then? It was just, was two, just two staff then. Two staff then. Yeah, two staff. But it was hot, eh? Heat Pump, we just want the online side of the Heat Pump business so that you could go online, take a picture of where you want it and get like an easy quote because the younger generation is scared to pick up a phone and call and ask for a quote. So you make it all online savvy and we just did that and then lockdown happened. So people were bored at home yeah. taking pictures of the Heat Pump. We did about 150 grand. And so we came out of it with bookings. We were and even and Wow. So we were booked. You know, we were booked for the next six weeks after COVID. Because I think it was hot, eh? It was really, everyone was real hot, so they just got... Oh, the weather, the weather was great. I think well, yeah. our, our New Zealand's mental health would have been completely different uh, if it happened in the middle yeah. of the winter. Mm. And it was dreary and it rainy. and a month of exercise. Mm. Yeah. You know, no, like, like um, bike sales and everything else yeah. went through the roof, right? So, yeah. I was going to the office and you'd see you run out walking and then bypassing them by two <laughs> metres and, you know, don't touch them, mate. They'll kill you. <laughs> oh, we hired in lockdown, didn't we? I think we had to try and... Figure out how to do a job interview. Yeah, well, I think we had to do a sneaky one out on the curb. It was real bizarre. But that's, <laughs> that's what I was going to ask is your recruitment policy from then and your hiring and your interview process back then to what it is now. How different has that changed knowing that around the generational stuff? Now you, it sounds like you've got more key focus yeah, on what you're, you're for that, good for. Like that experience, those qualifications. Because like, when you're talking dollar wise, it's minimal. Minimal between someone who's been doing it for 10 years and then someone who's been doing it for five years but they're qualified being the university or something. Certificate in your loafer. Just because you've been to university, mate, doesn't mean you know anything more than the guy who's been doing it for 10 years. No, that's what it is because there's a lot of we deal with engineers and stuff and we have issues at the moment with engineers. And oh, they got the certificate. I mean, you got no practical experience, mate. I can give you a fucking information on the piece of and you have no idea what you're looking at, but you should because that's what you fucking learned at school. It's the old adage, isn't it? You're thinking a professional's expensive, go hire an amateur. 
Mm, yeah, yeah, that's right, you know. But if they have the right attitude, that's always your thing. If they have the right attitude, he'll teach you. That's the thing. You just yeah. need to come there with the right attitude and just not get pushed around on job sites. Different world than it's a trade world. That's a hard one. you got to hold yourself. Yeah, and not have your mum phone you. That's right. Not have your mum phone you. <laughs> phone up and say they're not yeah. coming to school. Well, we know you're not even doing your own washing. Go home and clean your room. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and yeah. you're hiring people now. that We've got qualified accountant that works for us. And, you know, she's amazing. She's a weapon, eh? She's yeah. a good one. Had her own business good and that doesn't want to do it again. Yeah. We'd rather work for someone, get good pay, mm. happy days, and she does a good job. You know? It doesn't take anything from anyone. You can make mm. the calls, eh? And yeah. No problem. You know? And that's a personality thing. you got to be able to do that, eh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you do. And, you know, like I'll go into a job interview, you know, like we're trying to hire another business development manager. And you know, God's gate, like we couldn't find anyone that was going to be suitable. We're always going to gel with who we are. Everyone on the cover these less than 36 years old. Yeah, that's good. Everyone gets on. So you want to be hiring that experience with people, but you want to have someone that's coming in who can get on with everyone. Yeah. Otherwise, people just, oh, I want to deal with them. Certainly a fine line, right? Massive. So you want everyone to be getting on together. But I'll go into an interview with someone. I won't bring a piece of paper in or their CV or anything. I've had a look at it, but I'll just judge them by their face value, what they're saying, or if they're nervous or whatever. It's what you want. That's what you want to see. So as traders, do some aptitude tests. You know, can you nail these two pieces of wood together? <laughs> no, no, just yeah. really what yeah, they're yeah, what, what yeah, they yeah. qualified, they should know how to do yeah, it. That's right. Know, but yeah. Yeah. when we are in Oz, we had the Queensland yeah. government came around because there were guys getting qualified who actually did, they didn't know. They, didn't, they, they just got passed, they got signed off on stuff that they didn't know, and the boss did it. Because you, know? you got to pay it at the end of it. You got a $5,000 payout from mm-hmm. the Queensland government for passing an apprentice over the finish line. Easy to sign someone off. It's like your problem now, mate. But then people started dying from it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they would see what you know, young fellas dying. Especially electrical, you know, for mm-hmm. leaving so, live wires around. Yeah, quite sad. Quite sad to see it. When you look at COVID and the trends that came out of it, including the fact that people couldn't travel, so they spent more money on their homes. Massive. And you saw that. We did all right on that. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. good. Like, we didn't go faster because of it, but you saw that trend. Yeah. Well, that's what helped create. That's what yeah, made yeah, us realise. Started this in during that COVID lockdown. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, we need to do another company that incorporates main trades in, like a my shoot, an electrical plumbing in here. That was the original focus. You could do all of it. You knew the right people to do it. Mm. And then within eight months, we'd removed the names off it and just had the chill trades because we were doing everything. We were doing carpentry, we were doing plumbing, we were doing tiling, we were doing painting. The whole lot. One-stop shop, one-stop, yeah. 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 Literally, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was good. You know, they'd be like, what, you're doing this? You'd be like, oh, we can do the rest of it. And they're just like, where you go? Well, he'd just turn up to do a heat pump quote. That was it. And they'd be like, oh, we're doing a Reno's Rose. Oh, what are you doing? We can wire that. We can sort the plumbing. We can do that. We can just do the whole thing. And then we're like... And we started a business that actually does that. <laughs> so did we, Genius. Yeah, we're like, well, what are we like? There's a hole in the market. There's another company. Yeah, I mean, that goes back to my question before around yeah, yeah. there's an opportunity. Let's create something that's going to go through that. And you're your own company in Australia? No. Nah. No, you were just working nah, nah. as. Ran the whole thing, for you're, sure. You were running it. Just right. wasn't ours. Yeah. No. But he ran it like it was his, for sure. Yeah. Great relationship with the owner. Like, he's the uncle to our kids. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. No, it's great. You're running someone else's business like it was yours, and now you own yours, and you don't want to run it. Is that the- yeah. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally? And, yeah, that was the point you're always going to. You want to build something up, and then have other people run it. You can step off and do whatever. You should only go mow lawns. How easy is that? Yeah. We're the kids, you know, makes us see stuff differently. And you want to be home too. So you sacrifice so much time and effort, and that's what you see when you're dealing with new subcontractors or something. Like you go and have a beer with them. And there's been fewer where they already walked out of them and I've just been like, these guys are going to fuck this up. They are they think they're smarter than what we are or they think they can do it better. And I was like, and then they'll trip themselves up. And it's happened. I told them again. 
there's a lot of people that we won't deal with because I've done it. You tried to pull the wool over your eyes and you're like, you know, like, I've already done that, mate. I'm it's quite exactly. bizarre how he can see that, I think, sometimes <clears throat> in people. He's quite good at judging personalities. Like, I'll be like, what? Error. And then it comes true. I'm like, holy heck. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very privileged that you've decided to come here to the studio and record a podcast. So not that bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. You know, we've, got, we've got 20 minutes in, so we're, like, so we're doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Anthony, what? Because that's another sideline business from Chill Tradies when they drink and then, you know, Seaside Sippers Club comes out of that. So we'll get onto that. Very cool. So how much time are you spending working on the business now versus in it? So I would spend majority of time working in the business. You know, it's not till probably the last couple of months that I've actually decided to work on it. You know, it could be because I think wouldn't like complacency is a massive thing. You know, you get so used to what you're doing. You know, and then you turn up to work, you do your day, you go home, and you do it every day. You know, even on the weekends if you got to do it, you do it. But you know, this this issue with business partner who left you know five weeks ago, five weeks ago now, and you know, that definitely threw a spanner. In it, and that, like, I felt fuck over betrayal. They're like besties. Mm, that's man breaker. That, yeah, that, that hurt, you know, still does, still does it. But you're dealing with that side of things, and then you're just like, shit, like, we actually got a good business guy. You know, we got a lot of stuff going on. There's people coming in, still, you know, project, and the people dealing with it because it's the business. It's not, you know, it's not me, you know, it's staff. People do deal with us because of that, but it's the business itself. So I'm like, all right, sweet, you know, we got to spend more time on the business now. So I've you know, removed myself from doing certain duties. And now, you know, we're going to the radio advertising and we're spending a bit more money doing a bit more advertising, changing things up and that, and that's time on the business rather than working in it because it's easy to pick up a tool and go back to work. I think the name's getting out there, eh? Like mm. Chill Traders, we're getting out there and he's everybody trusts him now that he can do the job and run the project. So now we just need to take it and run with it and keep it going. Oh, like, and, and you've probably got some people going, oh, Chill Traders, I've seen that somewhere before. So many people, I've seen you, I've seen your yeah. bands, I've seen your utes. I've weirded off every time someone said, we've seen your utes around, the logo's real cool, it looks like a surf brand. And we're like, sweet. Yeah, yeah. And that's as, a, that's as, a plan. Plan. As, as people go down Tocha Street, great profile on the spot. Yeah, you know, and bait, that yeah, was the is. goal with Tocha Street, eh? We jumped yeah. in there when we weren't really ready to have was, an that, office that, that with price. COVID lockdown. You know, that was that. That was a massive. That two week lockdown, we yeah. got forced into in August. And I was like, shit, where we had a little, like a hundred square meter shed, you know, like one of those ones that all bunched together, like around the corner. And I was like, we need something bigger. We outgrew it so quick. I was like, it's got to be bigger. We've got to be seen if we want to grow it. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone that was working for me at the time was just like, yeah, that, yeah, that's a really good idea. And I'm like, yeah, but fuck, you know, there's a lot of, you know, you want to spend this amount of money, you're going to have this amount of money coming up. Yeah, incomings on the month, you know, you'll be 200, 250 grand a month. You know, so it adds up incredibly fast. So you got to be pushing for that more work. So then you got to get more people. You know, you want to do this, you want to do that. And so we decided, decided, oh, fuck, we'll do it. Oh, fuck, we'll just do it. Because I was like, no, let's not do yeah. it. That rent is insane. We've got babies. And then he's at Sam, trust me, if we do it and we get Tocha Street on our business card and on our website, people will want to work with us because we have Tocha Street as an office. Like it just makes you, you're in the market, you're there, you're one big boys. So he wanted to like stake his claim. So that was like the massive brisk. It's like, oof. It's interesting going back to because I was going to ask how you get most of your business now and your tender and your bid for the work at least. Or at least it's word of mouth now. Yeah, it's more more word of mouth. <clears throat> yeah, and, and, and referral base. And I guess yeah. from, from back then it was, oh, you're in Tokyo Street. Oh, okay, come have a chat with us. It just helps, eh? Like having a boardroom and everything, eh? It does. Yeah, yeah. Very exposed. Very yeah. exposed. <laughs> we just need like fucking motorbikes in there. At one point, and then they disappeared. Oh, somebody pinched it. Exposed. Yeah. He has a lot of toys. Yeah. A lot of toys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then disappeared. A lot of old cars. A lot of toys. Yeah. You got to have toys. Yeah. He, he who dies with the moist toys. Works. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> I don't know about this. <laughs> the wife's never agreed to oh, that, that the, Oh, that's on the tombstone, is it? Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So how do you guys... Tombstone can be his old car. <laughs> yeah, bury him in the car. Yeah, yeah, put him in the car. Yeah, yeah, save some dollars. Yeah, that'd be ironic. So how do you guys uh, work together? How do you make decisions? Do you, obviously, common vision, collaboration, So I'm not a of part of it as such. Like, yeah. I don't... So Sam's got no part of it. No. Nah. So he is like, legally part of it, but no day-to-day running of it. So we keep that separate so I can literally go inside, you know, get home from work, and she doesn't know what's going on. So in Oz, nah, because you grew up in the industry, you've seen a lot of people that started up businesses and the wife's to the books. Yeah. Wife's to the books. Yeah. And that was just like sometimes they're undoing. So he always said, yeah. if when I own a company one day, I want you to be able to just be that mum if you want to be that mum and do you know what I mean? Like not have to be there doing the books and we're talking. We can talk about it. Like we plan all the visions and everything. Like I know everything, but I'm not in there doing the books. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. You're not there doing the day-to-day. No, nah, we do it, keep it very but separate. It, but if it, something's going on like Anthony, you know, with your business partner leaving recently. So I still you know, know everything. You, yeah. You, yeah, yeah. you can still go home and go, oh, my God, this has happened in the business. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we, we have go- a healthy separation from the whole thing, I think. Yeah, yeah. and it's good. You know, you want to go home. Could it be able you know, to shut you might, Yeah, you might have you know, had a shitty day at work and you've mm. literally driven home with the radio off, contemplating, like, why am I doing this? And you get home and everyone's happy. Mm. Happy to see you that you've come in the door and you're just like, this is why I'm doing it. And I'm not yelling at them about an invoice, that's true. <laughs> you know, because I don't know about the invoices. Yeah. I know the accountant's doing it. <laughs> you know, so yeah, that's what you want to be, you know, mm. be able to go inside. Like when like I've been through yeah, a couple of times in the anger management side, psychologist side, because mm. of the way I react with students. I'm definitely a lot better as I've got older. You know, you've got family and stuff. You know, you can't just punch someone because you can. You know, now you go to jail. <laughs> Yeah, or you end up in court. You know, that's yeah, that's yeah. yeah. I think he has, yeah. he has a tendency of having a short temper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The definitely is a yeah. And the work, yeah, and the work side of it. Yeah, day. and not so much now. You know, like so, like when I yeah, the day management thing, they're like, this is like this big, big while ago now that they're like, man, have a, a tree, yeah, tree by front front porch or something, yeah. Touch that tree when you go on. That's your worry tree. Yeah, uh, nice. It's your worry tree. You know, yeah, yeah, like, like I touch that tree, and they're like, you walk inside, mate, you got no worries. You walk out in the morning, touch that tree again, it all comes back. You know, it's just a state of mind thing, you know, but then you get used to that, you know. So if you're doing that, you walk inside, there's no problem because that literally blows families apart. Mm-hmm. So you're going in there and you're pissed off at work or pissed off at someone, you know, like I refuse to look at emails after being at five, six o'clock at night because after that point, that's only going to be a fucking problem. It's never like, oh, you guys have done a great job on site, you know. You'd not get that one out of a thousand people. It's always, oh, this is a fucking problem. These dirty photos with it. But that was interesting that you went and saw the, what do you call it, a counsellor or psychologist, mm. like it helped understand how his brain works because he kind of goes from zero to 100 instead of like when you get angry, you normally go like, normal person goes zero to 25% and then climb up and then they're angry. Where Anthony, being in the trade sector and being in a stressful environment, just go, you didn't do this job, where it should be like, oh, maybe you could do a little bit better. And then, oh, look, I mean, that's just testaments of, of good leadership is to understand yourself. Yeah, and how you so react. so enlightening, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and just understanding the people we work with as well. It's like, oh, people are similar. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and, yeah, and that's, it's been good. You know, it's, it's good It's, it's so good going through that, you know, if no one's ever spoken to a psychologist or a counsellor. Like, it's an eye-opening experience, you know, they'll pinpoint back to back in your life where you, you know, like you're disappointed by someone. Or where it comes from, eh? Hey? It's amazing because you don't realise that. Mm. There's certain things in your life that shape how you deal with situations yeah. and why you put up certain walls in this yeah. and that, eh? And like, you don't, like, I don't like dealing with disappointment. You know, I'll go out of my way to make sure that it's going to work. And trust, you're very... And if, and if it's not going to work, fuck, I just won't even bother doing it. That's literally what... And it comes back to, you know, it was my father. He was a disappointing piece of shit. 
<laughs> my entire childhood. You know, and he still lives now. And that's just him as a person. So, so because he got let down as a young bugger, so he now, doesn't like being let down. Yeah. And it's like shaped his personality a bit, yeah. which is and, quite fascinating. Yeah. And so you don't want to react. You know, if some if you think there's going to be a situation where you could be let down, you don't even need to that. And I just won't even bother with it. Yeah, yeah. You just I don't want to bother with. So it doesn't give people in a work environment won't like say it's an apprentice that keeps failing. He doesn't want to give them more chances because they've already let him down. Where maybe a regular boss might say, "Oh yeah, yeah let me down a few times and then we're out." Where he'll be like, first or second time, you're done. Out you get." So that was kind of interesting. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you're halfway through the current podcast that you listen to. Hope you're enjoying the show. Now's a great time to hear from one of our sponsors, which is thepodhub.com. Unlock your podcast potential with our all-in-one podcast service. Welcome to the future of podcasting at thepodhub.com. We offer an all-in-one podcast service that caters to your every need. Whether you're a DIY enthusiast, prefer a collaborative approach, or want us to take care of everything for you, we've got you covered. Do it yourself, unleash your creativity, or do it together, collaborate and amplify, or done for you, professional excellence simplified. Ready to revolutionize your podcasting journey? Join us at thepodhub.com and tap into the power of your all-in-one podcast service. Sounds great. Now back to the regular scheduled program. Looking back now, current day, present day, Anthony meets 20-year-old Anthony. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, would there be some uh, wise pieces of wisdom? And I say that as in the context of 20-year-old tradie listening to this podcast what would you be saying to them now to get to in a position where you're in or you know, build in a business and we'll get on to where you potentially want to head the business, but what would you like to say to those people or even you at 20? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. They just keep working, you know, keep working. Fucking sacrifice. You know, you do have to sacrifice your time and your energy and effort. You know, you don't have to go on the piss every weekend, you know. Mm-hmm. Fuck, sometimes you just have to work. So attitude is important? Attitude is the biggest. Attitude, attitude is Confidence, the belief in yourself. Maturity, eh? Yeah, confidence is a big thing. You know, you, you go into situations where you, you're not confident as all, but you've got to put that face on that yard. Fake it till you make it, eh? That's yeah. definitely one of your ethos. <clears throat> yeah, and you, and you do have to do it, yeah. you know, but you got to sacrifice it, you know. Like Rome wasn't built on the day, and that's that's what it is, you know. Like you can't think everything's going to happen overnight. It's just not. Yeah. You know, it's shit. everything takes time. So what's what's the plan with child tradies and all the other businesses and everything you know tomorrow you might come up with another idea and another opportunity hopefully and... not okay five or six businesses yeah, yeah, oh my god start a babysitting company or something yeah um, <laughs> he literally bought one of the businesses as i was getting induced and having the baby yeah that was crazy it was still like damn i got another one i was like right. was 40 business made the, i made the money back that i bought the business within three days He's like, You're nice yeah nice good. yeah the assets they came with it i sold one asset and made the money back so Right. Now, this is going to ask, because as you've you developed the businesses, whether have you started them from scratch or have you built all except one? All yep. except one. Yeah. Okay. The one you built. Yeah, literally. Built, everything built. ground up, hey? Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. Was, a lot of people assume we've brought in. Yeah. But no, nah, it's, they will touch each other a little bit. <laughs> yeah. They overlap, but they have, he's definitely started them off with buddy nothing. Yeah. What's easier? Created the logo of everything. Starting it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. You, cause yeah. You, well, you can, can do it your way. It. Yeah. You can position it. Position to the way people want to see it. You know, even as a visual person, you know, you create a logo like Chill Trady's logo. And people are like, oh that's cool, you know, it's a surfy logo and that being in the being in the mount, that's what people look for. You know, it's marketing, wow, that is amazing, eh? Marketing. There you go. Find something that's marketable. So how do you differentiate yourself from the rest of the competition? How do you look different? How do you be different? Do it all. Just deliver a product? Do it a good job. Yeah, we got to show up to show off. Don't you? 
you know. You look people around. like him. People really like dealing with him. Yeah, oh, we've got to be easy like we, dealing. You, this, you spend the money to just be a little bit better, you know. You don't have to be the best, but just be better than the next guy. You know, if someone turns up in a Toyota Corolla and you turn up with a you know, jacked up Hilux, there's going people are going to differentiate you straight away. You know, they're going to see, oh, you know, maybe this guy does it a bit better than this guy. He must know what he's doing. He's got a good car. Mm. <laughs> and, it's, and he's in Toja Street. Yeah, he's in Toja Street. He's on the mate's track. <laughs> so there you, 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 know, you put money into that sort of, yeah. you know, just to look. And you've touched on it with your personal development and, and throwing people back into your culture and your team development as, as well, which has obviously helped, you know, the, how the staff looking after the customers. Massive, yeah. He's a well-oiled team though, eh? Like oh, what he's got right now, it's half of what we have, but they do more than what we had. It is yeah. amazing. And that's what I was going to ask you, you know, you had 20 plus staff, you know, and you've got six now, more profitable when? Yeah, more now? profitable now. Now. Yeah. It's amazing yeah. to see yeah. that we went on that journey to get to that. Yeah. I believe, it, you know, one of my businesses, we worked out, we had 20 plus staff and like, oh, actually, we were more profitable at five. Yeah, which is we, amazing. You know, you know we, with the revenue and everything else wasn't as big, we, we, we yeah. lacked some of the scalability, which we could do at six. So, what, and it's fun. It's fun having big teams sometimes. You go away for like a work do. It is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but as you said, there's a lot of management, middle management, and then yeah, and yeah, emotions yeah. in place. But so, what's the plan for tool traders and the strategy, or you know, just keeping in the bay, keeping it, keeping it local, scale it, or what I'd like to do is franchise it. Yeah, franchise it out. You know, yeah. give other op- opportunities to people. You know, yeah. That I, you know, you type in tool traders, we don't know what comes up. You know, there's not another company like it or you know comparable to it. So. We're in Hamilton at the moment. We've got a Hamilton office. Yeah. We had a Rotor office. Mm. Yeah, and we're doing stuff over there too. Yeah, so, but I want to I want to franchise it. That's what I, that's what I'd like to do is franchise it out. So you know you can literally not have anything local that you, you know you're doing day to day. You could just manage that franchise group. Would be quite good. You know, we spent the money we did it for Bayet, and mm-hmm. we started. We spent you know well in excess of two hundred grand doing it, setting it up with the best of the best people, best consultants, and that that started pushing it, and then we got super busy. Yeah, you know, super busy locally, so that went on the back burner. And you're like, oh, you know, you forget that you've done it. You know, you spend all this money, I've got to get something back on it. So you're like, oh, I'm going to push it, I'll push it, and then you do a little bit, and you just deal with tire kickers or whatever, and then you just like, I'm busy doing this stuff now. Yeah. But you haven't trusted the people that reached out to do the franchises for Bay. We had a few meetings all over the place, yeah. and he just comes back with personalities and body language. He just didn't feel right. So yeah. you pulled the pin on a couple, eh? Yeah. And like you're dealing with, set. they represent your brand. It's yeah, hard. yeah, with like with the Bay brand, you're dealing with, you know, a certain group of people, and you're like, oh, really, I'm not going to get on with these guys at all. So, you know, maybe it's not worth it. You know, maybe you're spending this money and just wasted it. You know, but you're like, oh, you learn from it. That's but at least, I've, at least I've got that information that I could, you know, progress into the chill tradies, and it's going to be the same thing, same thing, just a different brand. You know, you could literally go up and you get your other companies like your refresh renovation, because you know, you, you fuck your gyms mowing that. All that sort of stuff. There's other positions out there doing solar power on that. Yeah. So if there's any tradies out there, 20 year old, great attitude, wants to run their own business, there's franchise opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. <laughs> and they presume good body <laughs> language. They presume good body language. <laughs> yeah. Because we just we'll put it out there that it's not going to be, you know, we have to buy into it. We like literally just as if you fit the criteria, you know, being a GC, fuck you, have it. And you know, just you could work on their royalty sort of thing, or something, something along those lines. Like a management kind of run the mm. run it. But. Yeah, because you still yeah, got yeah, all the IP, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, especially pricing, franchise is a funny stuff. word. 
in prices stuff differently or the way they present stuff is very different between companies you know everyone's got their own thing or you know the best part of someone's stolen it from this other company and use it for their company modified it so on and so on. you know that seems to be how people work but you want chill traders to go wider you want that name everywhere mm. new zealand because yeah. we do have subcontractors though throughout yeah. throughout new zealand throughout new zealand yeah we're doing jobs everywhere mm. so sam before come back to new zealand before tradies you know been married to one what were you doing <laughs> so we've been together since like well, 15 years anyway yeah, yeah, but from high school and stuff like that yeah, you, you yeah know, um, and it's only recently you've had children yeah so not out of the 15 years so. <laughs> i don't do a whole lot i like i went to i thought i wanted to be a flight attendant i studied it thought i wanted to go travel the world realized that i'm probably gonna have to drop this guy if i want to go off and travel the world and work for emirates and do all that so it took me to study it to realize that it probably wasn't the right fit for me and then i pretty much just jumped into retail and then when we went over to oz this guy was making big bucks, so we had a very comfortable life without kids. We just went to Bali and southeast. We got hooked on Thailand, so we'd just work and bugger off to there. But I just used to work at, jumped around a few different places, like Shaver Shop, which is funny because it's opened up at Bayfair. That's where I started. So I worked in sales. I was trained in sales. So that's quite interesting, having that sales mind on, um, just learning about top-down selling and all that stuff. So I worked there for a bit, and then I went to Pillow Talk, which is kind of like Bed Bath and beyond but on a very big scale so I just out with homewares and rich people that wanted to just come in and change their cushions and change their homewares and because it's Aussie you know good minimum wage just did that and had a puppy so we had a dog and then you worked your tits off I think five till three was your hours which was so good because you get up early because it's so hot and then he'd be home by three go walk the dog for an hour or so save money bugger off to Thailand for a week Awesome. It was pretty simple. It was, yep. it was a good lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. What made you come back then? So we had a kid. So we've been on a bit of a journey doing the kid thing. It wasn't super easy for us. So had the kid, had some health stuff with your family, his um, stepdad's kind of off and on with his health. This has been a bit of a whirlwind. So we thought he was going to kick the bucket. So we kind of came back thinking if he's going to kick the bucket, the baby's about six months, let's put everything into a shipping container, go back to New Zealand. This is before COVID, so we didn't know what was going to happen. Go back to New Zealand, maybe spend a couple of years in New Zealand, help with mum if that was going to go real sad, have the kids, the kid get to know the grandparents before they start to drop off. You know, tick that box. Like kids can get to know the grandparents, spend some quality time with them. And then I think in our minds we thought we'd bugger off back to Oz. And then the world shut down. And then his stepdad is still going. <laughs> so we're like, we just kind of hung around and then the business got good. I think we did, he did really well in business. And now we're like, why would we leave that, eh? It just got real good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think, and, and from that story, you know, you want to be a fighter to I'm going to sacrifice that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. To, yeah. to be as Anthony, Anthony's got kind so of. So I don't have a career as such. I mean, I never went on a path as I just wanted to do the mum thing. I think I definitely got hooked on that. When it was a bit harder to do it, it made me a bit more obsessed with it. Like, I will be a mum. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. And it doesn't matter how, I'm going to get pregnant. <laughs> and, you know. Hopefully Anthony had someone to say about yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, We will acquire a child. Either way, we will get one. It's happening. And then because it was such a journey, I just wanted to be stuck at home. That was just what I wanted to do. Yeah. I wanted to have it. And so we made sure. Like we um, bought our first home in Oz and we renovated it. Like we were like a block couple. Like we renovated from <laughs> top to bottom. And old Queenslander, he got the, he renovated it because I was pregnant. <laughs> Had a floor sander from Bunnings. We did the tiling ourselves. We just YouTube university everything and flipped it and then got a better house. But that was like our project and our baby, eh? Mm. We loved that house. Whereabouts was that? In Brisbane. Brisbane, Sandgate. We loved the bay. Like if you know Brisbane, Sandgate, Sean Cliff was like, 
we still like, I don't know, in a different lifetime or maybe if we're bloody wallers, we would still buy Queenslander. We have such a soft spot for Queenslanders. There's something just beautiful about them by the water. And if we ever build a house here, I'm going to build a Queenslander. <laughs> Big wraparound deck, wooden floors. I know we love that. One thing that one of the reasons that you're in you as a here is because you know Anthony you've seen the chill tradies, but also one thing is tradies are also good at is is having a bit of drinks after the end of the day and uh, BBs. Does, yeah, yeah, a few BBs after uh, and they normally do that. What else is called through froppies? <laughs> and you, and you do that on every day that ends in a Y. Then there was obviously seaside supper. Oh yeah, you know, you know and and how did that come about? You know, was that hey if we're, if we're going to have some drinks, we might as well. There's a business opportunity here, or is it was so it Anthony's very, ideas, or was it your idea? Or the... It's a very bizarre story. Like a lot of people think it's a. I feel like people think it's a better story, but it's a very bizarre story because. So essentially, we have children, and we like wine. And then the, the busier the children got, the more we fell in love with the wine. <laughs> and then when we had a two and a half year old and a toddler, it was like, oh, we really like wine. Yeah. And then we signed up to a wine subscription through Wine Friend, and then we just fell in love with just how fun that is to open up a different bottle that you don't know what it is. And then we turned into complete wine snobs. And then I was just sitting around because my friend came over from Hamilton and was like, oh, I'm part of the squash team where we just play squash and drink wine. And I was like, wouldn't it be cool if there was like a local squash team in the Mount that, or perhaps that they just gathered for wine, but I don't really want to play bloody squash. <laughs> I was like, is there a wine club? But then all the local wine clubs are like, you know, it's just full of boomers and they sit around and talk about all the different lengths and depths of the wine and all that. And I was like, I just want to drink the wine and have like a real casual chat with other people and maybe have some music and some food and not just simple cheese and crackers. And so I literally, I was just sitting on the couch, put a post on the Mount Notice Board saying, are there any wine clubs out there that are a little bit more fun and fresh for, you know, like the younger people that just want to catch up? And then the comment blew up. I got like, two or three hundred comments on it, like in the space of 24 hours. Went viral. Oh, it always went viral, yeah. And it's funny because I've heard of people that have bumped into me. Are you that one that did like that Mount post ages ago? And then people, all the comments were like, oh, you should start a wine club. If you start a wine club, I'll join, I'll join, I'll join. Let's do this. This is awesome. Let's do this. And I was like, and Anthony being a business owner, he says, oh, you just start a business. It's easy. Just just start one up, make a name, Sam. We'll just, we'll just register it. And I was like, just what I <laughs> just. Just do it, right? Just do it. Like, yeah, we're very impulsive. I think we're quite impulsive as a couple. I've quite learned now. And then I started a little Facebook private group and said, I don't know, add yourself to this group. And then overnight, the group got like, I think every day it got like 100 people. It was crazy. It's now sitting at about 450 members in this private Facebook group. And then I was thinking just like we're traveling from house to house and just having yummy food and drinking wine. And then it very quickly became apparent if I want to do this, I need to facilitate an event to have maybe 70 to 80 people. And then venues started to approach me because they saw the um, Mount Noticeable post. And then wine rep started to approach me. And so then before I knew it, I was like, I was a bit overwhelmed. But he's like, oh, just run with it. Who cares? He's like, well, what have you got to lose? And then he helped me with the pricing side, like doing spreadsheet, like a quote. So that at least I'm not spending money in my own pocket, essentially. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he helped me turn it into a business where I was just wanting to have fun with it. But it got big very quick. And then I sold out my first two nights on a Tuesday night at $70 a ticket. I quickly realized if I want to do this, I'm going to do it how I want to do it. Because it seems like there's quite a few 400 odd people that are thinking the same. So I thought, screw it. If I'm going to do it, I'll do it. And if it doesn't work, at least I've, I'm true to myself and I've given it a go. And everybody came and they had a good night. So I thought, 
going to bake the wine a little bit more expensive, put the budget up. I'm going to make the food quite a decent amount per head because you should get good food and wine. Not good wine, a little bit of food. So that made the ticket price go up. And then he's like, chuck a bit more in so you make a dollar. I was like, oh, okay then. <laughs> and then live singers, this and that. So I just did it. She can sell out, sold out. So then I did it for the next month. And then people like Bloody Tony, like, why don't you do a tequila night? Why don't you do a whiskey night? And I'm like, will you buy tickets? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, well, then I'll bloody do it. Well, that, that's why it was called Seaside Sippers Club, right? I don't know if you had the yeah. wine bar in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. essentially it was just meant to be like a wine club. But then what I'm noticing is that wine clubs are quite fun in winter and that the spirits, God, they're fun in summer. And I just like, if the reps, if I came across a really fun rep, like Jimmy from Elevated Spirits that did the tequila night, He's just so fun and he listened to my story and he was just on that same wavelength. If they went on the same wavelength as me, that I didn't want them to come on the right. Like, I don't need to do this. This is just kind of fun. I'm rolling with it. So I'm trying to stick to my gut. If it doesn't feel right, don't bloody do it. And I'm just creating events I want to go to. And it seems like by default, we all want to bloody do it too. I think she's learned something from you there, Anthony. Yeah. Around if you don't want to do it, don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if it doesn't yeah. gel with it, don't do it. Yeah. You got and you got to you got to stay true to yourself. It's crazy because you're yeah. putting. You got to go with the vibes. Got to go with the vibes. Yeah. You got to go with the vibes, and you're, you're putting your name behind it. Your value alignment, right? Your value yeah. alignment of what you're going to do and who's going to come along. It's got to. It's got to. It's got to gel. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's got to gel, and if it doesn't feel right. Like I've had a couple people reached out to me and I'm like, oh, it just doesn't feel right. So, and he's like, we'll just don't really do it then. I'm like, okay, thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> yeah, authenticity works, eh? Yeah, you, it does. You, and you see the numbers grow and people yeah, are looking so. for that all the time because if it's too curated or polished, then unfortunately people mm. see through it and think, no, nah, this is asshole. I think that's what people like about what I'm doing is I've been very authentic the whole time and even when I get up there I'm a freaking stay-at-home mum like I don't have any experience in event management so I get up there at these events and just talk on the microphone and just literally say thank you for coming if you keep coming and buying tickets I'll keep planning the events if it doesn't happen we had a good ride like and sort of memories yeah and I'm like I'm definitely learning about the marketing side that is that is a niche area to learn how to make poster and market it and analytics and that's a learning curve, but I'm learning as I'm doing it, so whoop de doo <laughs> And you must be organising the uh, Child Traders Christmas event, or you know, some of the uh, <laughs> some of the corporate events coming up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got the big Christmas event I'm doing. Yes, so I've got yeah. the really that big Christmas. My, that one. was my segue into yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he, and he obviously comes to all of my events, and I make him go online and buy a bloody ticket yeah. <laughs> every time. I still make him pay. Oh, gosh. Yeah, oh, yeah, I make oh. him pay. So the next time she needs some work done at the house. Oh. <laughs> I do need a light changed at the moment. That's ironic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My salt lamp bloody broke. He's going to invoice me. So the, so the Christmas party and the and future events, what have you got planned? So at the moment we have the gin infusing night. So we've got that, um, we're having that at the Mount Pizza Library. So Mark has been my supporter since day one. We have the first wine club at Pizza Library. He reached out to me and just... He's all about events and creating a vibe and they have an awesome bar and cocktails and they have great food as well but the venue is just perfect so we're going back to him for a gin infusing night it's only going to be 44 people so for spirit nights I keep them small so that they're a bit more intimate and fun and everybody's seated and we've got Shana from National Distilleries coming up from Napier for that she's a mixologist and hosts parties and things and she's going to take over and it's going to be four different gins with botanicals tonics sodas she has a specific menu so not a cocktail class, but think along those lines. So it's going to be really fun. And then Nibbles thrown in. So, uh, and, and again. That's on the 9th of November. 
So again, we'll put those links in the show notes as well. But and so with seaside sippers, any um, obviously moving back to Queensland, it's nice to do seaside sippers over there eventually in the future, maybe anyway. Any Everybody thought? take it anywhere, right? <laughs> Especially because exactly. we live by the, the bay over there by the water. Yeah, e- yeah. Exactly. So when was your first event? What two months ago? Something like that. July, I think. July. Yeah. J- July twenty fifth was the first event. Right. Right. Yeah. So any. Yeah, you probably haven't thought about what the plans are because you're just going to run up the set of your pants and I'm going to assume that there's been no strategy so far. Oh, just... no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm starting to put things into place now just because I've got so many people approaching me now because I think they're just seeing the presence and they're seeing how fun it is. So like Jimmy from a tequila night, we would talk because he's also a mixologist and hosts like private cocktail parties. So we're thinking maybe a real like a VIP kind of cocktail party, somewhere where we actually find a space, do the marquee tables, create the event, maybe bring in a food truck or something and do like a VIP proper cocktail sit-down thing. That would be fun. Or, or boat parties. I've got some connections through the, the dolphin. Dolphin safaris? Yeah, dolphin kind of safari things where you could do like seaside sippers on the water. How fun would that be? We hop on, do a little bit of a wine tasting, then maybe go out to Omokaroa, hop off, do one there. Fall in the water. No, yeah, no health and safety issues yeah, at all. Yeah, Anthony, yeah, no, <laughs> Anthony's no. shaking his head going, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you would, I think you'd just do bubbles on the boat on the way to the wine tasting and then we'll strap you in on the way home. <laughs> Sponsored by the Coast Guard. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But there's just there's so many different ideas and it's just trying to figure out what's marketable, what works with the cost in the bay and, you know, like what people want to pay for tickets. And I think both you guys with your businesses and, and taming all your ferrets and even from a parenting side, yes. you're, you're listening. Two tiny people there too. <laughs> yeah. You're listening to your clients. You listen to customers. You listen yeah. to what's going on. What's the feedback? Asking what they want and actually just delivering good. Hey, that's really cool. Yeah, we're in. Yeah. How do we do that? I don't know. I'm just going to make it good. But you want it. So make it work. Because mm, that's what I did. I learned that after my, I think it was after my first event. Because a couple of people that have come along to my wine clubs work in marketing and everybody has seen how. It's just kind of organically grown and they've given me really great constructive advice. Like you should send out a feedback email after the event. So certain things I don't think to do that. So send that out, listen to the feedback. And I've each event I've kind of adapted and added more and a lot of trial and error. <laughs> definitely trial and error, but definitely learning with each one. And it's fun. I think it's just freaking fun. If, if it wasn't fun, I don't think I'd do it, but it's fun. And it's fun because if it's don't have that value alignment, you're not going to do it. You don't, hey, this doesn't feel right. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do the stuff that, that's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that feels good. Yeah, and it's, a, and it's the same with that, what Anthony's been talking about. Yep. I'm not going to do it. Unless it's same fun. thing on a bigger yeah. scale. <laughs> yeah. Much bigger, more expensive well, scale. Well, you're, you're, you're the start of the journey, right? And yeah. so who, who knows what we can have. And, and you know, and I'm assuming there's going to be some venues out there that, you know, you want to approach or that I want to approach you. So who knows where it can go? That's I'm a- negotiating with venues as well. That's interesting. Finding your feet in the industry because venues can kind of you turn up there and they tell you, "Oh, this is what I want to do. I want to come and have a wine club, this or that." And then I've had a couple of venues that turn around and be like, "Oh, cool. So that'll become our event because it's in our space and we want to charge this much a head." And it's like, "Hang on a minute. You're not advertising it. You're not doing anything." And I think you can get walked on a little bit and then that's when it's like, hang on, does this feel right? It doesn't feel right. So go back and find another bloody venue because there is a lot of amazing venue in the Bay 
entertaining people that own a whole bunch of them. <laughs> so you can jump around. But yeah, something to be said about creating your own brand, your own Yeah, and I'll let the venue kind of take over a bit. Yeah. Because that can I'm noticing that can happen a little bit sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And I think at the start of the podcast you said that you're gonna piss some people off. You're gonna step on a few people to get mm. to get up the ladder, right? So yeah. and that's what's gonna happen. Well, it's better than that uh, than me, definitely. Yeah, but better <laughs> stand, stand, stand on people before it climbs over them, was it? Climbs over them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, stand on people's feet. Crazy. I'm learning that, but I think I'm a little bit softer. <laughs> so we um just so we maybe took a little bit of summary of where you've been. You have ten relatively good years with the economy increasing. Mm. You've benefited from that with the end of COVID, from effectively from COVID when you came on board. You've learned a lot with respect to children tradies in particular, a lot of new team members coming on board, adjusting your thinking, thinking it's less about employees and more about subcontractors adjusting your overall business model as a consequence. You've now got businesses that complement each other in some respects. Yeah. So it doesn't, it's not too far removed from what you need to do on a day-to-day basis when lead generating and you complement each other. So you generate business from one another. You're at that point now where you are going to have to drive your business and you fortunately enough have had a lot of experience because you've learned over this time what works and what doesn't work. You know how to control your overheads. And you're at that point now where you realize the economy is going to get tougher. You have to differentiate yourself. You re- appreciate that it's important that you deliver a quality product and service and that so much part of your DNA and values that uh, you wouldn't want to do it any other way. And you want to deliver on your promises, which creates customer satisfaction, which is super got to do it. And you got to make you know, make it happen. And ideally, they tell, tell all their friends that you did it, and then yeah. they call you up. Well, and, and I was going to say, and, and of all that, you've still got two healthy young humans, and you guys are still married. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That's all right. Yeah, of course. The key was not getting your wife possibly to work with you. A lot of people are very taken back by that, because they all just assume I'm doing the books. Yeah. I'm, I'm playing an event, so I'm out there. Yeah. Well, so we're coming to the end of our podcast today. Coming to the end, have you got anything else, Emily, you want to add? Oh, we've got a trusty question to maybe ask. Have you got that trusty question? Yeah, I'll get on to the yeah. part of the tradition of taming the ferrets is the previous guest gets to ask the next guest a particular question. So we don't know what the question is. Oh, interesting. We don't kind of uh, sanity check these. We probably should. The question, which is highly very, very deep. Sure. And short. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? 100% yes. 100%. With with gin or vodka. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's stick it in your cocktail. So it might be them to fill out the question now. So we'll get you guys to fill out a question. Is there anything mm. you guys wanted to add or talk or, or wanted to just get the last, last the, always get the last word and one of you always must get the last word in, surely. Yeah, no, thank, thanks for having us on. No, it's been good. Yeah, I enjoy it. Enjoy the years. Yeah, thank you. And look out for our names. We're taking over. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Really appreciate it. Look forward to the, look, going to the journey. Obviously, look forward to coming to the North Seaside Super Club. All right. Yeah, you thank know. you for coming. It's been great support. <laughs> and obviously, as I you know, everyone's going to need your, your your services unless they go do it do it themselves and get you, like me, come and get you to fix it up. Get ready for the annoying um, radio jingle that's on its way. On the brock in the sound. The marketing. It's coming. It's marketing. It's annoying. You're not going to forget it. Thanks very much, guys. That's all from me. That's all from me. All from them. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Gotcha. See Thank ya. you. Like what you hear? Don't forget to follow us on social media at Taming the Ferrets and to give us a five stars on your favorite podcast provider. We're New Zealand's best kept secret, but don't be afraid to share us with the world. Want to do your own podcast? Have some stories to tell or want to be an industry leader? 
want to have marketing exposure via podcasts and even sponsor a show? Connect with the people at thepodhub.com for your perfectly placed presentable podcast.